0: Hello race fans, 20 episodes down, 21 episodes, this is the 21st episode today. Welcome, welcome, I'm glad I achieved that shout out. I'm not shout. Out, I'm glad I achieved that achievement, and shout out to the YouTube channel uh, at Tyree Waldron. If you want to check out the video version of this podcast, go on over there and check that out. There's also plenty of other videos, motorsports related, and um, some video gaming stuff as well. Obviously, racing related as well. Okay. Um. Now, of course, you know, my latest videos and stuff is out as well. Uh there's, you know, a couple of things that I was behind on, some videos that I recorded way before some information was released and all that kind of stuff. But definitely still check it out. And there will be, of course, you know, updated uh updates and whatnot on, on that uh channel as well. So, you know, for definitely check into that. And if you want to get the latest and greatest updates on, you know, motorsports news and um anything of that nature, head on over to my Twitter at the Big Ticket 7 and, of course, follow me on TikTok for some, you know, generous insight when it comes to the uh, motorsports world. You know, some quick bites, some decent questions. Like, you know, uh, one of my most popular ones was, you know, the uh, favorite, uh, the favorite, your favorite or what is the greatest uh, rally driver, you know, um, in your opinion, that kind of stuff. And uh, giving just some quick information to some people and whatnot and just having shared views amongst people. Um, definitely check me out on TikTok as well. That's also the big ticket. Um, it, it'll all be up. It'll all be up in the vicinity over here somewhere. It's, it's okay. It's okay. Um, now, going into today's episode, you know, there's going to be a few quick bites talking about Williams, new funds, um, you know, ask them, I got some Aston them and stuff that I've been really wanting to talk about and um, topics for this episode. We're sticking primarily with Formula One. Okay. And once I get, you know, the quick bite out the way. Formula One is mainly the topic of the day. There was supposed to be some other stuff, but my time is running short. So, therefore, I may not be able to do all that. So, this episode is not necessarily going to be one of the longer ones. It's not. It's definitely not. Um, but, F1 is about to start, okay? It's definitely about to start. And, of course, you know, there's... An abundance of news about it an abundance of news Um, but like I said quick bites Roman Grosjean this has nothing to do well he is former F1 uh, driver so Roman Grosjean is making his IndyCar debut Um, he just did one of his uh, first tests um, at Barber Motorsport Park um, which is actually not that far away from me about an hour and a half uh, or two away from me now his first laps, he did the, his series debut comes on April eighteenth uh, in the IndyCar series. Um, he will only be doing the road and street courses, so that's twelve out of the seventeen rounds uh, within IndyCar. Um, about and um, there are about ninety laps <laughs> per race on average. Uh, what I would say though is he did about eighty laps for this test. 80 laps for this practice session I should say and my number one question when he was going into it and I mean you could check up on uh, the Twitter I had reposted his video of uh, his first person view video um, of him you know taking on that uh, on the YouTube and stuff like that my question was always about how is his conditioning because you know he has taken some time off because he needed it to heal back after the you know the fiery crash that happened um, in I believe Bahrain Uh, but whatever you know and it's something that you don't necessarily want to see, obviously. That's something that I wish you know never happened, of course. But him going into IndyCar, he had to take that time off to take that break. Does that slow him down at all? Um, now, if you actually go over the practice, he had a spin-out in the first lap. But after that, he was just about pretty much correct. Now, the thing is with the spin-out, I would really... Um, attribute that to F1 versus IndyCar. You know, um it's different aerodynamics the car, you know, the inputs are a little are different basically. So I could understand that. It's like trying to hop from with how these cars are set up. It's like literally trying to hop from a car to a motorcycle sometimes. Like it's it's kind of um in that sense really. Um so there it, there's a difference, but of course, you know, it's still kind of it was still kind of the same it's still driving altogether. so he was able to figure it all out and he didn't have an issue for the rest of those 79 laps that he did um now one thing i did notice is that he said his hands his hands we all know his hands um ended up with a few burns and whatnot but they weren't actually a limitation they were not actually a limitation they were Pretty much fine for the for the entirety of that practice, which is great news. Um, which means that he could actually you know hold up without any problems in IndyCar in, in an actual race. Uh, but my question was still his conditioning. The reason I say that is because he still has to be able to hold that race for that long. And I mean, yeah, he's, I'm pretty sure he'll be fine. Um, maybe if he does another test or something like that, I'm pretty sure he'll be fine. But my that was my number one question. and he seems to have pretty much handled it very beautifully with his practice after that first lap and he did everything that was necessary. Now he did state that he did he felt a little, you know muscle ache in here and there, but as he went on throughout the race, uh, throughout the practice session, it dissipated. And uh, he was able to actually keep going and, and, and keep striving and keep pushing, which is great to hear. I'm glad Roman Guajon is in great condition. Uh, and I'm glad that he will be in IndyCar. I thought that he would be able to go back to F1, but he is not back in F1. He is in the IndyCar series. Woohoo! Um, Which is great for... I don't remember what team he's on. <laughs> Dale Coin Racing, sorry. Uh, or Doyle Coin. I think it's... I'm pretty sure it's Dale. Uh, Dale Coin Racing. He is on that team for the IndyCar Series. Um, I'm just happy that he's you know still racing, and I'm happy that he's going to be you know continuing to push forward uh, with the racing atmosphere. And, and you know, it's great to see that he's back on his feet. Obviously, it's great to see. Uh, now, of course, Williams F1 has new racing funds with you know the step down of someone with the Williams family name uh, as ownership. And, um, you know, the new sponsor slash owner of uh, Downer Doralton Capital, um, an American investment company, they definitely can now, are able, they're, they're able to work now at the higher level you know, of the budget caps uh, with the new regulations and whatnot. They're definitely able to work in that higher realm of money. So, I mean, I'm sure that they've put some decent improvements into their cars, you know, to give it that like that extra push. And maybe now they won't be fighting at the back of the pack, but they'll actually be up in the middle at least. I'm hoping that that's where it puts them uh, this season. You know, I'm expecting to see that. Uh, I would love to see that. Um, and, of course, it has, you know, a talented driver, George Russell, who showcased, you know, that if he had the machinery, he would perform how he needed to, you know what I'm saying? So if I feel, you know, if they bring together that aspect, and if they allow uh, um, some significant improvement in the vehicle, they're no longer going to be at the back of the pack coming in last damn near all the time. They're going to be up there in the middle of the pack pushing for, you know, um, decent positioning uh, and, and actually in the fight, relatively, if you get what I'm trying to say. Uh, now, obviously, this is definitely a great thing for Williams. Um, Not a great thing that a family member name had to step down, is no longer a part of the team. Um, But to be great, you got to make sacrifices. And if you wanted the team to be great, if you wanted the team to uh, go out there and really show off the Williams name this year or maybe a few years from now, you had to make sacrifices. And that, that was a sacrifice that they made. And from there, We're just waiting for the season to start, waiting to see what these guys can do. Um, That's about it for that. Now, like I said, this episode is mainly sticking with Formula One. That was the quick bites out of the way. Now, if we don't know, as Formula One, the 72nd goal of the Formula One world champion, Ship starts on March 28th in the Bahrain International Circuit, and hopefully, it doesn't end up like last year. Boring, but there's 22 rounds, and they are no longer tied to just Europe, they are. Finally! Or not, I guess not Europe, but they're no longer tied to just that area. It's finally back into an actual world championship. They will be traveling the entirety of the world, going on tracks and all that kind of good stuff. I could name all of them, but who wants to hear that? But 22 rounds, and of course the United States GP, October 24th. For my American fans, or my American listeners, coming October 24th, the Circuit of the Americas in Texas, and I I'm going to be attending this one that's guaranteed hands down guaranteed. I will be there. I hope to find some of y'all there too. I'll definitely be there now, of course, we know that drivers and teams you know they have their press releases and all that stuff you know drivers and teams having their 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 press days um Mclaren had their uh release her their video day or whatever you want to call it where um Daniel Ricardo and Lando Norris spent some time in the cars. Footage was being taken, videos and whatnot. And that was basically when the uh, deliveries were, uh, were released. Um, you know, showing the special helmet designs as well as the design of the cars. Different things, not only delivery, but also slight little nuances that have been changed and all that stuff um, with on, with on the vehicle itself. Um, Now, of course, you know, team drivers are, you know, a little different now. It's Sebastian Vettel and Lance Stroll for the new Aston Martin, formerly known as Racing Point. Um, Daniel Ricciardo and Lando Norris, as I just mentioned, with McLaren had their amazing, amazing reveal day, press release day. And Sergio Perez and Max Verstappen, Red Bull. Now, we already knew Max was already with Red Bull, but Sergio Perez also on Red Bull, I believe it's just for this year. Um, if not this year, then I believe this year, next year, not 100% sure, but he is with Red Bull for this season. So I am glad that that is what we will be seeing. Now going into my predictions, like I was trying to say earlier, Aston Martin, I'll be honest with you, is going to be my favorite going into the season. I feel like that reason I say that they have the legend said Vettel. First of all, and if you realize, Seb was on uh, Ferrari for the last few seasons Um, and we understand that Ferrari didn't have what Mercedes had with the power unit and whatnot. But Aston Martin was allowed to utilize said power unit. So that makes me think that Seb is gonna be really going up against Hamilton for a majority of this. I think we're gonna see maybe something that's different. Something that's different. We're gonna see the Aston Martin Green against the Mercedes black. And uh, oh my goodness, I'm, I'm, I want it. I want that battle. I want that battle a lot, not only because I am a fan of Aston Martin, um, but that's only because of James Bond, but y'all don't need to know all that, (laughs) Um, but because that would be definitely a a strong uh, race, a strong race to see, a very exciting race to see, I'm sure it's going to be definitely changes of positions and whatnot, so if What I'm thinking is going to be going on with these power units being relatively up to par with each other on on some levels and with the talent that both, you know, Lewis and Seb uh, have, I think that they're definitely going to be going toe to toe from time to time. Now, of course, the driver lineup, like I said, with Aston Martin is quite impressive with Sebastian Vettel and Lance Stroll. Okay, Lance Stroll's season last year was great. He finished in the 11th overall. He secured two podiums. Also had pole position in the Turkish GP. So my point here is Lance Stroll is definitely someone who is effective. Someone who can be consistent in getting points for Aston Martin. So I'm glad Lance is a part of that team. I'm glad he's a part of that. And I think that Lance is going to have a a, a breakout season this year. That's what I believe, personally. I think he's going to have a breakout season, being that he has, you know, uh, um, someone as strong a a mentor as Seb can be, right, as well as the Aston Martin line backing him. I feel as though he's going to have a breakout season. Absolutely, hands down. I'm saying it now. Now, Seb, his 2020 season was poor, but we know what Seb is capable of. We know he's a multi-winning F1 World Championship. F1 World Champion, sorry. We know that he's capable of doing great things. We know that he's capable of bringing points if he has the necessary machinery. We know what he's capable of. So I'm not doubting that Seb is going to pursue first place, second place, top three, hands down, has to. He has to. There's no way. There's there's no other way. Now, of course, his last season in 2020 was, like I said, poor. Finished in 13th place. He came his best position was third in Turkey and um, he earned 33 points, which was his lowest in his career ever. Now, imagine what he could do with a Mercedes power unit right behind him. Imagine what he could do with that. Oh, I'm seeing great things, man. I, I I can see great things unfolding for this Aston Martin team. They have a legendary, Seb Vettel. They have a high potential land Stroll if given the right opportunities. Best believe I see something great coming out of Aston Martin. There's no way, shape, or form. You can tell me no. You can tell me otherwise. There's no way, shape, or form. You can tell me otherwise because it's clear cut. It's right here, man. Now the cars, like I stated, have the Mercedes power units. Now, one thing I do have a question is, will Aston Martin use their own engines later on in the future? I surely hope so, because um, everyone with Mercedes power units, that's gonna be an issue. McLaren has freaking Mercedes power units this year. Um, if you look at their, uh, if you look at the cars, you can see the, uh, the outer indents, because the power unit is set up differently, so it's like slightly bigger in that one section. You can see the slight indents over the back, the spine of the car. But I, I I do I would like to see Aston Martin utilize their own engines and 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 go ahead and you know and really pursue it in their own right. Now Aston Martin is the team. Not only do they have these remarkable drivers, but the team itself hasn't been a part of racing for over sixty years. hasn't been a part of a, of F one racing for over sixty years. Now remember, Mercedes had one of these as well. Mercedes had a long hiatus, came back and. Yes, they had some development to do, but then they decided, but then they've been dominating, dominating F1 racing for a, a countless amount of years now. That's fact. That's fact. Now, Aston Martin, I could see, you know, having the same remarkable comeback. The team, that I believe that that's what they want. I believe that that's what they're going after. That remarkable comeback. They need that. Prove that. Not only they still got it, but that they belong in F1 for sure. That's what I think is about to happen with Aston Martin. That's why I think they have something to prove. They're going to emulate Mercedes, but they're going to be their own thing. They're going to be their own way. They're going to showcase, you know, a different drive with a comeback. It's like when Jordan left, played baseball, came back, won the championship, (laughs) won the finals. It's like that. They were great. Left. They're coming back. And boy oh boy do they want to smoke. It's like that. You know what I'm saying? This is what I expect from Aston Martin. This is what I see from Aston Martin. Let me know what you think, man. Let me know how what what what, what do you see happening with Aston Martin this year? knowing that they have these two great drivers, knowing that they have this great car behind them as well, and knowing that they have this team that wants to push all the time behind them as well. What do you think is gonna happen? What do you think is gonna be done? Let me know. And of course, it's Seb, for one thing. Give Seb the right tools, I know fully well he has something to prove of his own. Seb is not gonna back down, you understand? I don't know. I'm not necessarily sure why I feel that way, but I feel like he's going to be like, I've been docile for the last few years with Mercedes. I mean, with, uh, with, with Ferrari. I'm out of that now. I have this now. Time to show you what I'm really about. I feel like Seb is going to probably lead this Aston Martin comeback. I feel like that's what he's going to do. Obviously, Lance is remarkable as well. So Lance is definitely going to be, you know, up there with him. But I feel like Seb is going to lead it. He's the one that's going to be, you know, putting down the real middle, getting all the points, doing, you know, all the positions and whatnot. And Lance Stroll is just going to back him up. But obviously, things can change as as, as with the actual start of the season. So this ain't this ain't set in stone. It ain't set in stone. But I would love it. Absolutely love to see it. Now, another prediction that I have, Pierre Gasly. He has been relatively consistent for my personal uh, belief. He has been someone who has stayed within that middle to upper pack range. I'd say from 6th to 10th overall standings he is someone who has stayed remarkably consistent and of course he had a few flawless races last season absolutely flawless great overtakes it just wasn't you know made the greatest because he wasn't the freaking first he wasn't the top five or whatever he was you know maybe 13 14th, making moves you know, 10th, 9th, making moves, doing these things, and he was definitely remarkable. Pierre Gasly is someone that I see needing way more acknowledgement. And I want to see what he does this season. I'm not saying he's going to be, you know, legendary, you know, first, second, all the time, da 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 getting all these podiums, getting all these pole positions. No, I'm not saying that. But I'm saying he's going to have another consistent career. He's going to have another consistent season, sorry, in... I feel that that's going to open him up for more opportunities with other teams that may have the drive that he's looking for, the backing that he's looking for. Another thing that I feel as though need to be said: Valtteri Bottas or Bottas. But to, I don't know how to say this man's last name. But Valtteri needs a remarkable season. Reason why? Because I believe Valtteri could be replaced. In my honest opinion, I don't believe Valteri is remarkable. Don't get me wrong, he's skilled. Very skilled. But I don't believe, I believe that you can put someone else in his seat and get the results that you were looking for. The man was in, what, seventh or sixth place? Uh, going up against honestly no one who could who should have competed with him in some of these races uh, of last year so he needs a remarkable season if he doesn't have a remarkable season I'm almost certain he may be replaced obviously I mean I'm not necessarily sure how long his contract is signed for that's the one thing I'm not sure if his contract ends after this season, or if he has, or if they've already signed another contract, and now he's extended to like 2023 or something like that. I'm not 100 percent sure, but either way, he needs remarkable seasons to showcase that he deserves to be in the spot that he deserves to be in, because if you have this machinery underneath you with you, and you cannot carry what the team needs you to carry based off of what you have, based off of what you've done. You're going to get dropped as simple as that. If you show me that you're capable of this kind of greatness, I need this great, this kind of greatness consistently because I know you're able to do it. But if you're going to give me this greatness in spurts here, there, here, there, and then just an entire section of just nonsense, horrible, um, just 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 terrible driving, then I think it's time to get rid of you. Yes, you can be remarkable. Yes, you can be great. Yes, you can showcase that you are that that you have the ability to do what I need you to do. But if you're not going to do it consistently, then I don't need you. See what I'm saying? So that's that's the decision Mercedes has to make uh, dealing with Valtteri. I just think Valtteri needs to understand that he has to put together a top of the line season in order to stay with Mercedes AMG racing. That's just my personal go at it. Now, of course, there's other things that go into, you know, uh, F1. Obviously, Kimi Räikkönen will be retiring. Hope, whoa, well, I don't know if he's actually going to be retiring. I have a video about that coming out soon. Uh, just a little quick recap of his career. Um He's his contract ends at the end of this year at the end of this season i'm I'm trying to figure out if he's going to be signing again or if he's just going to be retiring the man has age on on everyone on the field so i don't necessarily know but that video will be coming out shortly this week uh well later on this week uh when this video is uploaded and i don't know let me know either in the comment section of this video or let me know in in that video um it'll be out it'll be out um that's pretty much it, though. That's pretty much it. I mean, obviously, I could give you way more predictions. Um, Sergio Perez and Max for stopping. I definitely see that as a great, great, great combination. We know that Sergio Perez is definitely talented. Uh, and Max, of course, is Max. Um, but I still see them, you know, yes, you know, the RB16, uh, I believe is what it's called. Um I believe that it's definitely a car that can give him, that can give uh, Max Verstappen. It's the R six, is the RB sixteen B now, right? I believe. Um, Their second generation of that car. Um, I believe Max definitely has a uh, world championship caliber car for sure. Um, his team even believes that. Uh, obviously, they believe that beforehand as well. But um, through you know some unreliability things that have happened wasn't the greatest and of course this is the last year for honda that's one more thing that we you know we have to this is the last year that honda will be in f1 so is max and sergio going to be going out with a real you know bang for honda or are they going to be docile Are they just going to float by be passive? Who knows? Obviously, Max is definitely going to go for that championship, of course, because he's Max and Sergio. I'll be honest with you. He wasn't necessarily consistent in my eyes because one minute he could be in second place. Next minute, he could be in 19th. He wasn't necessarily the most consistent in my eyes. Yes, he has had way more races where he's in those higher positions, but he's also had those races where he's been low in positions and he has not been able to come back. Obviously there was that great race where he literally came back from last to first. That's awesome. But still have that issue of he's not always in position for that first place. So, I don't necessarily know, but given the things that I've seen Max be able to do with Red Bull, and I know that Sergio can do if he has, you know, if he has that drive, I, I know fully well that Max and Sergio are going to be a great pairing points wise, um, and they're going to bring definitely a good bit of points um, for Red Bull. Now I definitely see that if. Aston Martin doesn't do what I think is going to do against with, with Seb versus Lewis. I don't think that. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Hold on. If Seb and Lewis aren't doing what I think they're going to do, then obviously I think that Lewis, uh, that Mercedes is going to win that constructors, right? But if they do, then I see. Either say then I see either Aston Martin or Mercedes going in at first or second. You know what I'm saying? It give it's, it's a give or take whether or not what they feel like doing. And then I see Red Bull coming in for that third. But if these, but if Lewis and that Seb thing doesn't happen, then I see Red Bull possibly taking that that either that second spot or that first spot for that uh for that constructors title and and that manufacturers title and. Based off of that points that Sergio and Max Verstappen can can, can actually give them. Um, that's really where I'm at based off predictions and whatnot. Um, obviously, Daniel Ricciardo and Lando Norris. That's just great potential. That's just a great bond. You know, Ricciardo is a fun you know uh, fun guy. He could be a great mentor to Lando, Lando to Lando, and um, them two can really you know bond and and really uh, race a little bit. And of course with McLaren. Having the Mercedes power unit now, they might actually be a significant threat. Lando has put to get, Lando had a pretty substantial season last year, and Ricardo also had a pretty substantial season, even though he had the luck last the Renault. So we might, we might, we might we might see a good season worth of racing. Mercedes may not be at the top of everything right now. Seb now has that same power unit and, and stuff that Mercedes has. Red Bull is going out with a bang. Red Bull has always been competitive with Max and, and Sergio has been relatively competitive as well without any car that could relatively keep up. And of course, there's Seb and Lance Stroll with Aston Martin. This is going to be a pretty decent freaking season. We're not going to see. We're not going to be forever seeing Mercedes pole position, Mercedes podium. We're not, we're not going to see that. And like I said, Val... Valtteri needs a remarkable season in order to keep his freaking seat. So we're going to see guys really put it down, if I'm being honest, unless they decide to be passive, but they have that choice. Although I don't see that happening, I think we're going to see some great action, some great racing. That's what I hope, because yes, last year, last season was a relative dry spell action-wise. It had some great races, though. It had some great races, I'm not going to lie at that. But in terms of, like, one or two races being the deciding factor between who's going to be champion, who's not going to be world champion, who's going to be manufacturer's title champion, that kind of stuff, it wasn't there. We already knew who the hell was the champion literally, like, four rounds before the damn thing ended. That, I, I want to avoid that this season. I want that to be avoided this season. I don't need that again the fans don't need that again and seeing how we're going across the world now i'm expecting there to be fans allowed on these scenes and to allow uh uh, in the stands it definitely will be in texas and that's why i'm gonna be there october 24th for the american fans and uh that's gonna be on espn too so for the people who can't go (laughs) espn everybody got espn um Now, of course, the other ones are going to be like on the F1 network and all that stuff uh, that you can watch on the Fox on on the Fox networks and stuff like that. It's going to be covered in uh, the U.S. uh, as well. Um, And of course, you know, the people who are in other countries is going to be covered for you guys as well with however it's going to be covered. But I don't really have that information. But 22 rounds cannot wait. March 28th F1 World Championship is a go. Aston Martin is a go. <laughs> Pierre Gasly is a go for staying consistent and putting together another consistent season. And of course, there's Lewis, my guy, my dude, my role model. You know what I'm saying, who I think is gonna obviously pull together and do what he does <laughs> best. Let me know if you hype for this year, man. Let me know if you hype for this season. I certainly am. (laughs) That's it for me. That's it for the show. That's it for the Tyreek Waldron Motorsports show. If you enjoyed, subscribe to the YouTube channel for way more. If you want to see the video, head on over there. The link will be in the description of the audio version. And if you are watching the video version, the link for the audio version will be in the the description (laughs) there will be a ton of things in the description for the video version so head on over there and if you are watching the audio version please 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 head on over to youtube and you're going to see the greatest things you're going to be able to see you know you know direct links all that kind of stuff to all the things that i'm doing and uh let me know how you feel about this upcoming 2021 f1 season peace